Good morning. I'm Marshall Davis. This is another pandemic devotion. This Holy Week is like none other as Christians find ourselves in the midst of a pandemic and unable to attend Holy Week services. So I thought I would do my part and add maybe a different perspective on the central event of this week, which is the cross, the death of Jesus. I love the cross. Maundy Thursday and Good Friday are among my favorite services of the year. I love singing hymns about the cross and meditating upon the cross. It is the central image of my faith. But for a lot of Christians, this time of year often entails listening to some pretty bad theology, or at least sloppy theology that has not been thought through carefully. Most preachers this week will fall back on some variation of the theme, Jesus died for us. Many will go full throttle into substitutionary atonement, that Jesus' death was a propitiation for sin, that it was a price that had to be paid for a loving God to satisfy the righteous demands of a just God and save us from the wrath of a holy God. This seems to me like a split personality trinity, both loving and angry at the same time. You know, I love you, but if you don't believe the right things and do what I say and repeat this handy-dandy little magical prayer that Franklin Graham has for you, then I'm going to send you into eternal hell. If we throw into this mix the traditional Christian, Christian idea of the deity of Christ, that Jesus was God, then this theology boils down to the idea that God had to sacrifice himself to himself to save us from himself. That theology is convoluted at best. At worst, it testifies to a passive-aggressive deity. I think it has more to say about the theologians who came up with it and the preachers who proclaim it than it has anything to say about God. The earliest Christian theology of the cross, the dominant theology for centuries in the church, was that the death of Jesus was a ransom, usually thought to be paid to the devil. But that's a theology you hardly hear anymore these days. That's the only view that's placed on the lips of Jesus by the Gospel writers. Then there's also the understanding that Jesus was a type of Passover lamb. Then there is the theology that Jesus' death was an atoning sacrifice or propitiation for sin, which fulfills the Old Testament sacrificial system. This was a way to connect the Old Testament to the New Testament. But remember, these are just theological ideas. As I understand the cross, it has nothing to do with ideas. Rather, as the Apostle Paul says, it is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Why not experience the power of God and the wisdom of God instead of just talking about God? Theology is second-hand religion. Theology is not objectively true, which ought to be obvious. Theology is all in the mind. No theology, whether it's liberal or fundamentalist, whether it's Christian or some other religion, Muslim or Hindu or any other, no theology is true. 
It has no independent existence outside of our minds. It's not out there in the universe somewhere. It is made up. That is why arguing about theology is ultimately futile. Theology is not part of the real world. It is purely a mental construct of the left side of the brain. Now, there's nothing wrong with theology as long as we remember what it is and we don't let it dominate our spirituality. It does give the left side of the brain something to do, otherwise it would get pretty bored with religion. Furthermore, it provides seminary professors with a living. But it is a mistake to take theology too seriously. I enjoy theology and I enjoy theological discussions with, with people and with colleagues. But theology is just a mental game. You know, I like backgammon and cribbage too, and I like watching football, but I don't pretend that these games are anything more than human creations. Likewise, I do not mistake theology for truth. For that reason, I do not take my theology too seriously or literally. We also can't take the theological statements of the Bible literally. How can we? Every book of the Bible has a different theology. When you compare them, you see they don't always agree. And the New Testament and the Old Testament are entirely different theological systems. The real power of the cross is not theology. It's not about getting us to believe the right ideas about what happened when Jesus died. It is about transforming our consciousness and ushering us into what Jesus calls the Kingdom of God. The cross is analogous to the use of koans in Zen Buddhism. Now, koans are not theological statements. They are not meant to be taken literally. Here are two famous ones. When both hands are clapped, a sound is produced. What is the sound of one hand clapping? Here's another one. The seeker asks, what is Buddha? The sage answers, three pounds of flax. Or this one, if you meet the Buddha on the road, kill him. Now that one probably comes closest in spirit to the koan of the cross. Now koans are not riddles in the ordinary sense of that word. They are not something to be figured out rationally. They are meant to break through the rational mind and elicit a, a transrational realization of truth. In Christianity, that is the real power and purpose, I think, of such paradoxical Christian doctrines as the Trinity and the Incarnation, as well as the Second Coming. In my book, Experiencing God Directly, The Way of Christian Non-Duality, I talk more about this and also how Jesus use, uses parables in this way. The purpose of Jesus' teaching and stories was to awaken people to the Kingdom of God. I think that Jesus meant his death on the cross to be an acted out parable, if you will.
functioning much like Zen koans. Now, koans can be actions as well as words, and the more dramatic the, the act, the more effective the koan. There are numerous Zen stories of masters hitting or slapping their disciples into enlightenment. There's even one where the master accidentally breaks the foot of a disciple by slamming it in the door and suddenly he wakes up. I think that Jesus intended and planned his death in Jerusalem to be something like a koan, a dramatic event meant to snap his disciples out of their illusions of who they thought he was and what his kingdom was about. Perhaps it's it's easier on Christian ears not to call it a koan, but maybe to call it a parable, but whatever you call it. It was a symbolic action, and it was not the only symbolic action of Jesus' ministry. It is clear that his triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday was carefully designed by Jesus to be another symbolic action. Now, in doing things like this, Jesus was drawing upon his Jewish prophetic tradition found in the Hebrew Scriptures. Prophets like Jeremiah and Ezekiel were known to do such dramatic, symbolic, parabolic, if you will, actions. Jesus meant his death to be like this, to be a traumatic event designed to wake people up awaken his disciples up and awaken the people of Israel up to what he proclaimed to be the kingdom of God. It was meant to usher in the kingdom of heaven, which is not an earthly kingdom, but a spiritual awareness of the presence of God here and now. And it worked, which is what the resurrection is about which is another very badly misunderstood doctrine. Resurrection appearances are awakening experiences. Resurrection is about personal transformation and awareness of eternal reality. This is clear in the earliest account of the resurrection of Jesus in the Bible and the only first-hand account in the Bible, which you might be surprised to know is from the Apostle Paul. Now think about that for a moment, that the earliest account of a resurrection appearance is not from one of the twelve disciples, but from Paul, who never met the historical Jesus. It is universally acknowledged by biblical scholars that the Gospels were written long after Paul's letters. So the cross is not about doctrine. It is a powerful, transformative, symbolic event meant to elicit an awareness of the kingdom of God. It is the depiction of the physical and psychological suffering and death of a man, which results in the revealing of his true nature. The cross is not just about Jesus. It is about us our death, and our dying to self. We are crucified with Christ and we die with him that we might live in 
the eternal Christ. As my favorite Bible verse says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Now I could say a lot more, but that's enough for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for this week. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can find my blog, Spiritual Reflections, as well as a link to my books at marshalldavis.us. You can email me if you want. You can find my email address on my blog site. I hope you join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Mm-hmm.